May Harden, Sonoma Series Book 1. Olive. Baking is my thing. Bachelorette parties are or not. Surprise strippers even less so. But I'm almost positive this guy isn't really a stripper. And if he is, he's pretty bad at it. On the other hand, he's very, very good at kissing. And maybe I shouldn't have goaded him into doing it, but it's not like I'll ever see him again. At least I'll have something to fantasize about when I'm baking muffins tomorrow morning. Brooks. Contractor, loner, stripper? Not usually, but I'll do anything to get the bachelorette party in the room next door to settle down. All I wanted was a good night's sleep. I never expected my entire world to shift when she opened the hotel door with her wide green eyes and sweet vanilla scent. Now that I've had a taste, I can't let her go. I just have to find a way to break down her walls. That's stripped down by May Harden. Get it now, free in Kindle Unlimited. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, we've got Ember Flint here today with To Be My Hard-Headed Wife, and you're about to get the second installment from Lincoln and Audrey. I love those names. They were great. Um, we had a hero named Lincoln one time, and I fucking love that. It was from, I looked it up the other day because somebody was like, Lincoln was my favorite hero. And I was like, which one was that? What was he from? <laughs> it was from uh, Flight Risk. Oh, That yes. book was dirty. It was so dirty. Came up with that book because... There was a hot guy in Germany. Yes. We were at the airport. Yes. In Germany. He was doing customs. And he Mm -hmm. was like big and tatted up. And I'm just like. So big. He's like, give me your passport. And I'm like, what? Your panties? (laughs) Did you say panties? You want my panties? (laughs) My husband's like elbowing me. (laughs) What's happening? I know. We had our husbands with us. We were just like, shut Oh, let us enjoy this. Why are you standing so close to me? (laughs) Don't act like you're with me right now. Come on. You're cramping my style. I'm working. (laughs) This is research. Oh, God. Oh, my God. He was so hot. He was. Yeah. You remember book signings? Oh. Yeah, so it's forever. <laughs> There's one that's happening in Texas, or not in, te- in uh, Tennessee next year. I think it's like the Bell's book signing or whatever. It's that big one they do in Texas. Yeah. there That's happening in 2022. And then there's one in Canada that's that I saw Abby Lines had posted about that's happening next year, too, in 2022. I, I've never been to Canada. I haven't either. Oh. I should go to Canada. Let's go to Canada. Why not? Fuck it. Well, we can't yet, but <laughs> when we're able to, when we can actually go outside the country, which is yeah. weird to think Canada's outside the country because it's just like right there. But Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I know you can go to some places because we were trying to um, <clears throat> plan some trips and like we looked into like Aruba mm-hmm. and you have to get tested like three or four days before. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you're down there, the hotel tests you like three or four days before you leave. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is like we were looking to take the kids and stuff. They're not tested. Yeah. They're not like or they're mm-hmm. not tested. They're not vaccinated. So yeah. even if they have it and they're asymptomatic, we could potentially get stuck there. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine what a hotel bill would be after two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. So I was like, Well, eh. 
It did say, I saw one thing, um, we had friends that went to St. Lucia, I guess because that's a U.S. territory. Um, yeah, Kirk's and take, Kirk's yeah. and, that you can go there. That one, yep, I know what you're saying, but I don't know how to say it. Turks and Caicos? <laughs> Kirk's and, yeah, Turks and Caicos. All the housewives are there right now. Oh, okay. But they, uh, yeah, they went down and she said they had to do the same thing. But she said if you got stuck there, though, the hotel covered it. Oh. Like your extended stay, yeah. Oh, I didn't but they realize would, that. Yeah, that they would pay for you to, but you only have to stay till you get a, a negative test. Yeah. So it it you know could potentially be a few days, but I don't think it would take two weeks to get a negative. Well, test. I've seen that Biden also said that anybody vaccinated is going to be able to go to Europe this uh, summer. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. They're trying to work it out. I saw that today too with like the Eastern or the European Union, the EU, where you have to provide your vaccination record. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the thing we were waiting for on my 40th because we were, we had had this big trip planned and now, you know, we couldn't leave the country and we're like, well, I guess we just won't do it. But my husband was like, well, what if they open it up in the next couple of weeks? I'm like, that's so last minute. Like my birthday is the beginning of June. The I guess flights it's not- aren't that expensive. Are they not? Like, no. right, I, that's what I wondered about right now, like, how expensive it would be to go. If I it mean, would be, if you could figure out one to book it would be the fastest fast you can, then yeah. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Tessa said she booked a trip to Rome? Oh, my God. During the fucking pandemic. Yes. It was Because like, it was, like, lockdown. dirt cheap. Yeah. And I think she, she like, booked it, like, a year and a half out. Yeah. It was, like, she said, you can get a flight to Italy for $300 right now. And she, like, just booked it. She was like, fuck it. <laughs> but this, it would probably, like, she had to, I think it was, like, a year out or something. I don't even Yeah, it's probably come up now and she had to get I know. Some. She's like, hell no. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, but I remember. You're right. I remember she said that about, like, how fucking cheap they were. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look. I'm waiting. You know, my friend Carrie, that's the travel agent, I told her, I was like, be on standby. Because they'll let the, you know, the travel agents and stuff, they'll all get those alerts, like, right away. Yeah. And I was like, the second you get this alert, I need you to book my flight. <laughs> so, <laughs> depending on how much it is. I was like, it's probably going to go crazy expensive right then. But we'll see. Yeah. So. I've got a couple of lady listener emails we're going to read today. Yes. So. I have two. They were saved over from last time. Um, let's see. We'll start with this first one. Hey, Lady DJs. Getting caught up on the show. Leah, I'm so annoyed that bookstores don't carry enough romance books. I end up buying my print books direct from the author so I can get them autographed. True story. And it's infuriating and infuriates me that people act like reading romance is a dirty secret or a guilty pleasure. I'm a college-educated college woman in a high-stress job. I don't want to read high-stress and drama, so I love the HEA escape that romance gives me. Also, about bookstores that is annoying is I can never get an entire series. Mel, if you go to the Barnes & Noble I'm thinking of in Zona Rosa, it's yeah. the embarrassment of a romance section. <laughs> this lady lives near you, I guess. <laughs> Also, I'm the one who has the long Instagram name. Pursue what sets your soul on fire. Yes, I gave her shit about that. She said it has two reasons. One, that it's one that is too emotional to explain. The other is that I'm tired of people shaming me for enjoying romance books. This is my F you to friends who look down their noses at me. Fuck your day up, Lisa. Hell yeah. Go follow yeah. her on Instagram. That Barnes & Noble is the closest fire. to me because I'm a little bit more north in the country. So yeah. that's the one I always go to. And it's, the section has gotten smaller and smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. It actually used to be pretty big Yeah, years yeah. ago. In fact, when I went, when one of our books was in there to get a picture, mm-hmm. it was pretty wide. But 
It's crazy how much it's shrunk. I wonder where yeah, she's Yeah, in at. a short amount of time. Yeah, in a short amount of time, I wonder why. I cannot stress enough the amount of emails and messages I got when we talked about this on the podcast about how shitty the romance book section is mm-hmm. and how a ton of people from the outside the U.S. were like, you're lucky you get anything at all. <laughs> like, But, you know, most people, I think the average romance reader, not not super voracious, not one a year, I think the average middle of the road, they probably maybe go into Barnes & Noble, Target, you know, that's probably where they're picking up Walmart. My Walmart actually has a really nice Harlequin section. Believe it or fucking not. There's my actually Walmart a really has, big one. Actually, the Walmart actually has a pretty big one now that you said that. Yeah, it's, just Harle- it's compared just to Harlequin. the other ones. Yes, yeah. It's just like a Harlequin and they have the little dividers and the whole row is like, if you want a Harlequin Presents, but you can binge 50 books in my town right now, <laughs> you know? And I that's go like, on those binges sometimes. Oh my God, they're so good because they're so small. I, I just like, get lost in them. I'll yes. do Presents after... Oh, yes. I fucking love doing Helen I Brooks. Love- if somebody wants to do a Harlequin. Binge. Who is it? Helen Brooks? Helen Brooks. Oh, my God. So I love to go in there, pick 10. Just grab like 10 off there, like the little ones, go to the beach for a week and just read them all. Just like That's short a good little. Idea. Quick- oh, my God. It's my favorite to get like dirty paperbacks like that. Oh, my God. It's the best. That sounds awesome. I'm probably going to do that. Yeah, I need to do that, like, today. All right. This one is entitled, Hey, Girl, Hey. <laughs> I don't know why I love it. Hey, I honestly love the fuck out of you guys. I guess let me start by introducing myself. My name is Kelly. I'm a veterinary receptionist. I came across your podcast about two-ish months ago. Previously, I, was the biggest po- I wasn't the biggest podcast fan, but then we lost a lot of customers at work. Long story. So things got slow, and I needed something to fill long, boring hours of filing paperwork. Thank you to the romance gods I found Read Me Romance. But I found more than that. I found you guys and I found myself. Oh my God, I'm going to grow up. Or rather, I'm beginning to again. I'm 27 and have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Girl, you had babies young. We are knee-deep in baseball season. Practice four times a week, three games a week, 40-plus hours a week at work. School for the oldest, and did I mention my hubby works nights, so we literally never see each other. Don't even ask about our sex life. What is even sex? (laughs) What even is sex? I'm on season three currently, and I can't stop. I listen to a week a day or a book a day. You guys have grown so much and probably won't even see this email, but I couldn't just help myself. Oh, that's so sweet. I've started letting my husband, my hubby listen to me on, listen with me on his days off. He even listens to you guys' conversation, LOL. I tried to skip it one time for him, and he said, no, they're basically your best friends. I want to hear them talk. He is silly. I have real friends, though, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this. But back to finding myself. Growing up, I always wanted to write. This, This, the little collage I did attend Oh, the little college I did attend when I was an English major. I just love words. I love how words can inspire people, uplift them, change how they view themselves and the world around them. But then I had kids. No one really tells you how much your of how much of yourself you can lose when having children. And I and all and I lost all I was before having them. Being a mom consumed my every moment. I stopped painting, writing, reading. I just stopped. It's like I put myself on pause or stopped rather. Reading and writing were my out. 
And I just didn't have time to do those things anymore. I think I lost that spark. I lost the want to write and read. If I did read, it would take me months to finish a book. Along came Read Me Romance. Along came Tessa, Leah, and Mel. My spark is back. I'm writing my first book and I'm reading again. I love you guys. I love listening to you guys. I don't know that I'll ever publish, but just the act of writing when I love has me feeling like myself again. I owe it to this podcast to you guys. It may be obvious, but in case it isn't, I do love my babies. They are a different kind of spark. I gained so much when I... I gained so much when I had them, but I also lost a big part of myself, and I'm just finding that again. Thank you guys so much for everything. Love, Kelly. Pictures, because why not? I'll, I'll send them to you. I don't want to share them on here. There's pictures of her kids and her and her husband. Aww. How sweet is that? That's super sweet. That's so relatable, though. It is. On, like, and baseball at, like, for kids is freaking nuts. How? It is no joke. I'm so glad my kids don't know what that sport is because I'm not fucking telling them. <laughs> like, it's the, especially just, the boys' leagues. It's holy crazy. shit. Yes. I, well, you know, my younger sister played softball and it was just as demanding because they had like fast pitch softball and then they had like team pitch and then they had touring and it was like it was the same thing where it was when it was softball season it was fucking nonstop. Yeah. You're on the ball field, you know, six hours a day on the weekends every day like. Oh, my God. That sounds like it's torture. Like, yes. <laughs> but, you know, like, and it, it's like she said, if it's not obvious, I love my kids. Of course you love your kids. Like, but it is true. I love my kids, but sometimes I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, like, you know, my, my six-year-old's going through this phase right now where she just doesn't shut up. She just, she does not take a breath. Yeah. Between words. Well, I actually heard somebody say, it was like a Twitter fight one time. Somebody mm-hmm. said something like, my kid's an asshole. And somebody <laughs> responded like, you are a terrible mom, boy. You should never talk about your kids like that. And uh, she goes, she goes, if you are telling me your kid's never been an asshole, you aren't spending enough time with your kid. <laughs> you're fucking right. You're fucking right. That's like, absolutely. That's so true. <laughs> God, it's so true. If there's not a point where you're just like, I wish I could your mouth closed like if you don't like whisper that you know like there's are you even a mom (laughs) you know but it's so true that nobody tells you that you will absolutely like at some point after you have children you'll look around and go who the fuck let me have kids (laughs) like if nobody tells you that'll happen but it fucking will like you know that you'll look around and you'll say, number one, who the fuck let me have kids? And number two, why the fuck did I have kids? <laughs> like, yeah. like, that'll definitely happen. <laughs> but it, because it's, you know, there's so much of, it, and it, it's weird because it's not like I ever sat down and said, my kids are more important than me. My kids' dreams and ambitions are more important than mine. But there is a part of you that made this kid that wants it to be happy and you'll give them that happiness first before you think of yourself and it's not that you intentionally put yourself second it's just like it's I think it's just a natural like this is an extension of you so of course you want that that thing to be happy you know this is how I know I put them first because we went out to dinner and we're at the melting pot and the only thing I like for dessert is the marshmallows and I cut mine up small so I could have more. And Peyton stole all mine. And I didn't even yell at her. I'm like, fine, take it. 
That's the best way I've said I love you in my life. (laughs) Do you know, I actually had this exact same situation happen to me this weekend because my husband got, for our anniversary, he went that morning and got donuts and he came back and he got four with the chocolate, like, glaze icing on them. Mm -hmm. And one of them had, like, turned upside down. It was smeared, like, gone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll eat that one. Yeah. You know, so everybody else could have the chocolate glaze. And I had the shitty, like, crusty donut with nothing on it. I would have stabbed my husband if he went for my marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, can I have some of yours? I'm like, just take it. Just take it, you little shit. (laughs) But, you know, there, it's like, I think, too, I mean, she obviously had kids when she was, like, 20. So, I mean, that that happens when you have kids at a young age. When you're still at a point in your life, when you're trying to figure out who you are, and now you have a kid, and you have to make sure that kid knows who they are, how the fuck can you do both? Like, I can't imagine, I mean, I, I had, you know, my first one when I was 30, but I still have grown so much in that time, you know, yeah. in the past 10 years, like, you know, I've grown so much as a person. I, the, it's just, it's The it's plus amazing. side to having kids early is mm-hmm. now your kids will be like older when you're in your 40s and late 30s. Yeah, And for at sure. this time, you're usually established, so you'll have mm-hmm. money. Yeah. So you'll be <laughs> able time. to go do whatever you want. Yep. <laughs> yep. Although you have to worry about what they're doing because they're teenagers and they're probably like fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true. Like I, I remember a friend of mine, her and her husband, they got married really young. They had kids really young and they were like, we wanted to have children while we were super, super young. And it was their the same goal that they had. They were like, you know, when we're older and we're in our 40s, we want to be able to go and do and have them be old enough to do those things with us. Like, we don't want to start our lives then. But, you know, it's it's also funny to me because on the other side of that, I have a friend named Rita. She didn't have her first kid until she was 42. Yeah. You know, yep, she was 42. And, and she decided, she was like, you know, I, I'm more established now more than patient. I was then. Yep, she was like, I'm more patient. And she was like, and I have enough money and time that I can devote the what I need to to a child. Yeah. You know, and she's like, I'm in a better position now than I was in my 20s and 30s. I think, and yeah, there's plus to both sides. There absolutely is. And the thing about it is, is that once you have the kid, that's it. You can't undo it. Yeah. So you sort of have to look at it like, well, this was good because of this. Because what's the fucking alternative? You know, <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do? Be like, man, I really fucked up having this kid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, you're not going to like, nobody's going to say that out loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can think it all you want, but you just don't say it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that, you know, there's, there was a great point that she had about, like, you know, you have this, like, creative side of you that gets put on the back burner because, you know, the, the thing that's on fire is what needs attention. Yeah. And that is, you know, raising kids, you know, taking them to their practices, paying the bills, making dinner. You know, when we had our anniversary yesterday, one of the things I was most excited about was like I didn't have to I didn't have to cook dinner I have to plan dinner I didn't have to think about dinner we didn't even know what we were doing we're like fuck it let's just figure it out later yeah and it was so nice to just be the two of us to have to worry about yeah and to not be home and have to do laundry and all even though that shit needed to get done it was just nice to have a break from it and it's and it momming is just so different even when the husbands help. 
they don't do it to the degree that they're trying. They are. Yeah. But it's yeah. not the degree that we would do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, because when he's, when my husband sweeps, I wait till he leaves and I'll finish sweeping better. <laughs> You'll do it the right way. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to ask you the other day, I forgot when we were talking about it. I said, did your cat, how did he act when you came home after being in Jersey? Did he, he act was, any different? Well, when I first got home, he wasn't really like doing anything uh-huh but then once i came upstairs now he's following me around like <laughs> he has to stay he's in like, the room bitch, at you night fool me once you're so not fooling me again <laughs> he has to stay in the room at night because we let open the doggy door and mm-hmm. usually he doesn't come in the bedroom then during the day he's running around but if mm-hmm. i go in the bedroom now he goes in the bedroom yeah and sets yeah. down uh-huh He's like, hold up. I got to make sure you're not pulling out suitcases and shit. Like, like, let's not fuck this up. All right. Well, we're going to let you go into the final installment of Ember Flint's To Be My Hard-Headed Wife. I'm so excited for the last part of this. Be sure and check her out everywhere on social media. Before I forget, you know, make sure to uh, click on all the good stuff. Enter this week's giveaway. We'll see you on the other side. Chapter 6. Audrey. Jilly is taking way too long at sweeping the kitchen floor, and I can feel her eyes studying me closely every time she passes near me as I stand in front of the sink. Liz is sitting cross-legged at my side on the breakfast's island, and she's playing one of our mom's favorite songs, The Book of Love by Peter Gabriel, on her guitar. She strums quietly and sings along, while Sasha's doing our accounting bent over a huge pile of papers on the kitchen table. I'm drying the last couple of dishes we used for dinner, keeping my back to all my sisters, and the vain hope they won't see how red my face is turning. I can feel the blush spreading over my cheeks as the face of the giant, rude, sexy jerk that's been hounding me for the last four days once more floats unbidden in my mind. Damn it. I try to focus on the task at hand, furiously drying away at the fork I'm clutching, but I'm so out of it it slips from my fingers and clatters to the floor. Jillian picks it up and gives it back to me. You still mooning over one of our mysterious neighbor hunks, big sis? She teases and snorts when I reach into the sink to flick some soapy water at her. The clickety-clack from Sasha's old-fashioned printing calculator suddenly stops and the giggles of all my sisters fill the room. Don't mock our sister, Jilly. She's in love. Shut up, sass, I turn around to glare at her. You don't know what you're talking about. Jilly pouts. That's because you won't tell us. I roll my eyes at her. And it's not like I haven't seen the both of you batting your lashes at Link's friends. So don't judge. Both Jilly and Sass blush and go back to their respective work. Who's judging? Lincoln's hot. They all are, Sasha mumbles, and Jillian gives a very slow, appraising nod. I shake my head and start to pull away the plates and cutlery. Liz stops plucking at the strings of her guitar. Hot or not, I don't trust these guys. Sasha shrugs. So what else is new? I sigh. I can't do this right now. I'm going to bed, girls. 
Liz's eyes grow wide. At nine? What are you, seven? Jilly reaches out to pinch her arm, and they both laugh. I smile at them. My sisters are each their own special kind of lunatic, but I love them. It's not their fault if I'm surly tonight. I really need to get myself some sleep. I haven't gotten much of it in the past four nights, since thoughts of a certain handsome pain in the ass have been keeping me up. I get ready for bed quickly, going through the motions, my mind very much stuck on him. That big bossy brute is as relentless as he is handsome. Every time he sees me, he's like a very big dog with a very tiny bone. He just won't let this go. I sigh as I slip into bed. My heart races and my pink bits go up into flames whenever he's near, or I think of him. He's dangerous to my sanity. I want to run from him just as much as I want him to catch me. And it's only been four days. I've never had feelings like these for a guy in my life, not even for my one and only boyfriend. And I thought I loved him. I was with him from us being in middle school, Tim leaving for college after stealing my virginity in the clumsiest, most lukewarm way known to humankind, and then finally to his cheating on me with the first tramp he met on his way out of town like the bastard he was. I told myself I would never let another guy get that close to me ever again. I know what happens when you trust a man. I promised myself I would never be that stupid again. I've kept that promise for close to ten years, and Lincoln won't make me break it now. I don't care what my traitorous heart wants. I don't care what my clouded brain is saying, and I most certainly won't be listening to whatever my misbehaving hoo-ha is blathering about. He is not for me, and that's final. I turn onto my belly and punch the side of my pillow. I see his baby blues smiling at me as he asks me for pie every morning at breakfast, and a shiver runs through me. I see the smirk forming on his full lips as he threatens to spank me, and the beating in my chest turns into a mad gallop. I huff. I must put a stop to this. I can't afford to fall for someone like him. But, but what if I've already fallen for him and it's too late? Think of the pies I must bake in the morning. Think of the bills I must pay in the afternoon. Think of something, anything. Think of his beard. Oh, damn it! Chapter 7 Lincoln it's not even 7 a.m., and I'm already striding through the doors of pink flowers and honey apple pies. Audrey's sisters try to stop me on my path to the back, but I barely see them. I am mildly aware of the delicious scent of flowers and cookies all around me, but most of my attention is on my target. The woman who's kept me on my toes since I met her. The one that keeps running away from me. And just this morning, when I called her on the number her sister Jillian sneaked to me, refused to have breakfast with me. This ends now. I must see if what my entire being is telling me is true. 
and there's only one way to do it. I barge into the kitchen, and my little hard-headed beauty jumps so high she almost climbs onto the counter. My eyes lock with hers, and as she calls my name, raising an eyebrow in question, I slowly shake my head. God, she's too beautiful for words. I walk around the counter, and before she can do more than gasp, I'm picking her up and smashing her soft, curvy body to my chest as my lips fall on hers. For a second, my brain tries to interfere. It tells me that this is not how you kiss a woman you've never kissed before. I'm supposed to be brushing my mouth on hers in a wordless request for permission. I'm supposed to give her time to accustom herself to have me this close to her. I'm supposed to... Yes, but this is not what I'm doing. My tongue is already past her lips and chasing hers. The kiss we're sharing is hard, hungry, and sure. The kind two lovers that have been together forever might exchange. I groan into her mouth as my cock goes from half-mast to full-on hard, and she responds with a whimper of her own, melting into me. My arms tighten around her generous hips, and her little hands grip the thin cotton of the shirt spread tight over my chest. Just like I thought, in this kiss, I see everything I needed to know. There's belonging here. There's recognition. I want her to be mine always. Not to piss someone off or to make sure I can retain my birthright. It's not for the wealth, and it's not for my company. It's not to date someone different and exciting. It's not for the hell of tasting something new. It's not just for the passion and the heat between us. It's for herself only. I'm falling for her. I've been falling with no hope of ever stopping since I first saw her. It feels like a lifetime has started and ended into this kiss, into this moment. And if there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that I'm never letting her go. She is mine. If she's too stubborn or too scared to accept what's going on between us, even after this, I'll be the one that makes her see. I deepen the kiss even more, turning around to push Audrey against the counter. My heart is beating everywhere under my skin. My body is strumming with the elation of having her in my arms, and my cock is so damn hard I feel a painful throbbing ache from my tip to my balls. My happiness vanishes when I feel her hands let go of my tea and curl into fists as she pushes me away. She's shaking her head. Audrey, I ask. I take a step toward her, and she takes a step back. Why are you here, Lincoln? I frown. Well, I would think that was pretty obvious. She sighs. I can't. I can't give you what you want. I take another step in her direction. And how do you know what I want from you, baby? You always run away when I try to get close to you. Why did you say no when I asked you to have breakfast with me? Audrey looks away. I stalk up to her and once more wrap her in my arms. She comes willingly and sags against me. I sigh 
and kiss the crown of her head. She burrows into my chest. Fuck, she fits so perfectly into my body. Holding her feels like a dream. Have dinner with me, tiny thing. We really need to have a chat. I feel her shake her head into my chest and lean away from me. I pull her closer again. Why not? Don't tell me you don't feel what's between us. She looks up at me. I do. It's chemistry. It happens. It comes. It goes away. It's nothing. We can ignore it. My eyes widen. Why would we? Her cat-like eyes look even brighter now, but it's not a trick of the sunlight. They are filled with tears. I gently grasp her chin in my fingers. Lovely. Tell me why you are crying. I will make it go away. She sighs. You can't, and you should go. I don't want to go to breakfast or dinner with you. I don't want to date you. I don't do relationships, Lincoln. Especially with someone like you. Someone like me? I ask. And I can barely talk. It feels like an invisible hand is plunging into my chest and going straight for my heart. She blinks back tears as fast as she can, but a few still escape and roll down her cheeks. And that's when it hits me. She's really scared. Of this, of me, of what she feels. You mean someone that can hurt you, tiny thing? That kind of someone? She nods and looks away. I don't want to be with you. You should go. I, I want you to go away and pretend we never met. Her voice is thin and trembling. I don't let her hide from me for long. I swing her back toward me and pull her into my arms again. I shake my head as I look down at her. Now, baby, why would you go and say such a thing? We both know it's a lie. Her eyes grow larger. I kiss her lips softly, my thumbs brushing the tears off her silky cheeks. You're a bit afraid. I don't know why, but there will be time for me to find out because I'm not going away. You don't want me to, baby. Not really. Maybe you were burned in the past, or maybe you just don't trust easily. It's okay. You might have walls up, but I'm not afraid of pushing them down for you. Chapter 8 Audrey My heart is beating so fast, I'm this close to just crumbling on the floor. And it's only Link's gigantic body that's holding me up right now. He lowers his face toward mine again and his lips gently touch my own in the tiniest, most perfect kiss, his dark beard tickling my chin. He is right, of course. There's a special connection between us, and I feel it down to my soul. But this is scary for me, and there are things I'm pretty sure he hasn't told me. I break the soft kiss, and look up into his light blue eyes. What about you, Lincoln? 
Am I the only one that's got walls and secrets? Because I can tell there's stuff you aren't telling me. I mean, why open a security firm in the middle of nowhere? I see his eyebrows shoot up for a second at my questions. God, maybe Liz is starting to rub off on me. Lincoln's expression turns stern, and for a long moment, he just looks at me intently as if trying to read something directly into my eyes. Then he shakes his head and smirks at me, the warm, affectionate light from before once more brimming in his eyes and settling my heart. My, my, aren't you a curious tiny thing as well as a stubborn one? I roll my eyes, sniffling a little as I dry the rest of my tears with the back of my hand. Being patronizing won't be helping your case if you really want to date me, Link. Start talking or get walking. He chuckles and pulls me into another hug. <laughs> you really are something lovely, aren't you? Okay, fine. Let me just say that for a minute here. You will probably think I'm crazy. Or an asshole. Or a crazy asshole. Just hear me out before jumping to conclusions, all right? My heart picks up even more speed. All right, I tell him, trying to squish the little Lizzie voice inside my head that's asking itself why he would need to make such a request of me. He kisses the top of my head again, and I feel something fuzzy and amazing wrap around my very soul. Good. I need you to remember that what I'm about to tell you has nothing to do with why I want to be with you. I nod. For the next ten minutes, Lincoln proceeds to explain in excruciatingly specific details why he and his friends are here undercover. After he's done talking, I just look up at his handsome face in shock. I don't know how to feel right now. I want to be pissed off, but mostly I feel astonished and mortified that he would so calmly admit to the plan that he and his asset friends concocted and own up to the implication he would use some poor, unsuspecting woman, use me to just... Uh, my heart grows heavy at the knowledge, and the very hurt I feel only pains me more because it compounds my awareness of the feelings I have for this piece of work. I can barely breathe right now. It wouldn't, couldn't hurt so much if this was just attraction I felt. My eyes fill with tears as the realization hits me like a truck. I'm not falling for him. And I don't simply have feelings for him. I'm in love with this jerk. I slowly become aware of the fact that he's talking to me, his husky, masculine voice still able to stir me deeply even in my hurt state. Audrey, baby, say something. I don't answer. I just run. But damn, I don't manage to go very far. With a speed someone as big as him shouldn't possess, Lincoln stops me in my tracks. He grabs me and roughly throws me over his shoulder as I squeal and swear at him, pounding both of my hands against his broad back. You agreed you wouldn't jump to conclusions, tiny thing, he scolds me. 
I clench my teeth. He is scolding me? What the heck? Oh, let me go, you... You brute! I can't, baby. I'm never letting you go. You need to listen to me. I don't want to listen. I listened enough. I want you to put me down right now. I want you to... Ah! His huge palm cracks against my upturned bottom, and I gasp, shocked into silence. He squeezes one of my cheeks roughly. That's what happens when tiny little stubborn things refuse to listen for five goddamn minutes as their man comes clean. I didn't mean to hurt you, baby. I'm just trying to build trust between us, he growls. Are you going to listen now? I stammer a low, yes. And he slides me down his hard, muscular body until my feet are touching the floor again. I try to take a step back, but one of his arms fastens around my waist and pulls me to his chest again. He kisses my temple. I'm sorry, Audrey. I've been told I can be a bit blunt when I'm trying to get my point across. I look up into his fierce blue eyes, and my lips twitch and smile. A bit blunt? He stares at me and finally relents. Okay. A lot. I'm sorry I made you cry, lovely. His big paws rise up my arms to cut my face, and I feel his thumbs dry my tears away. Please don't cry anymore. I hate it. My plan, as it was, died the first time I touched you. I will admit to thinking you're just the perfect kind of outrageous and different that's gonna piss my parents off. But this is not why I want you. And I really do want you, Audrey. I'm never going to want another. I will never marry anyone but you, if you'll have me. And if not marrying is going to be the only way to prove to you that you're the only thing I want now, then I am perfectly willing to lose everything to my name, give up my fortune, my company, anything and everything. I'm even ready to stay here in contrary forever if that's what you need to be happy. My eyes widen at his words, and once more, my vision blurs over. You can't mean... I start to say, but my voice fails me as emotion makes my heart raise. Lincoln strokes my cheeks, eyes staring down into mine. I do. I would do far more if it meant you believed me. I only want you. And there's nothing I wouldn't do. Nothing I wouldn't give up for a chance to be with you. My hard-headed beauty. Just tell me what to do, and my lips stop his words as I link my arms behind his neck and pull him down to me. We kiss hard, desperately clinging to each other, and, before I know what's happening, Link is picking me up again and rushing me out of here. Chapter 9 Lincoln I kick the door closed behind me and push Audrey up against the wall. I got us out of there as fast as I could. No way I was letting anything happen between us for the first time on a kitchen counter. I deepen our kiss even more while I drive my rock-hard erection against the softness between her plush thighs. My hands finally roaming all that belongs to me 
as I guide her legs around my waist. Audrey breaks our kiss with a little whimper that goes straight to my dick. Link, I, I need you, she whispers against my mouth, and her sweet voice tightens around my balls, making my cock throb as pre-cum glides down my tip. I slide one hand up from her side and her shoulder until I reach her nape, and then I bury my fingers into her thick locks, firmly tilting her head back. I need you too. So fucking much, I grit out, as she moans my name. I won't stop fucking you until your little pussy is shaped to my cock. And you know without a doubt that you're mine and I'm yours. You hear me? Yes, Link, she mules, her tender body shivering in my arms. I capture her lips with mine again, swallowing her gasp, and I feel her fingers sink into the cotton stretched over my shoulders as I stumble down the hall and onto my bed with my beautiful lover still wrapped around me, my hands cupping and squeezing her bountiful ass. I'm going to feast on your gorgeous body until we both pass out. Then I'm going to kiss, lick, and suck every last soft inch of you. And once I've done that, I'm going to leave my brand all over your breasts and your thighs with the burn from my beard and the marks of my teeth. Oh, God. I see your lovely green eyes light up in passion at my words, and I smile down at her. And do you know what I'll do after that, baby? She gives me a frantic little nod as she arches into my body. Yes, you'll start over again. Damn straight, I growl and crash my mouth to hers. This is why she's fucking perfect for me. We tear at each other's clothes until we're finally touching naked skin, all the while kissing and gasping for air. Oh, please, please, Link, I, I need you now, she moans. Fuck, you're so lovely, tiny thing, I murmur, nuzzling from her lips to her throat as I breathe into her cookie dough scent. I ditch my boxers and press my aching cock against the mound hidden behind her damp, tiny yellow panties. I slide one hand between us and grip the wet material plastered to her cunt, moving it to the side. I catch sight of her pink perfection and feel my mouth grow as dry as the desert outside. I need a taste of the sweetness already filling my nostrils, and I take it from the source pushing my index into her slit and making her gasp my name softly as she clenches around it. Fuck, you're soaked, baby. I pull my finger out of her and bring it to my lips, licking it clean. My body shivers as her honey slides down my tongue and another shot of pre-cum beads at my crown. I rip her wet panties off her with a single tug, watching the scraps of fabric as they fall over her thighs. And then I fist my cock and bring the large wet head between her puffy lips, grunting at her incredible heat. I can't fucking wait another second, I grit out, 
she bucks into me, forcing my tip past her entrance. Then don't wink. I drive my length deep inside of her with a long, hard thrust that has her screaming my name at the top of her lungs. I haven't felt a woman in over five years, but I'm pretty sure it was never like this. I feel like our souls are touching. Fuck, you're so tight, baby, I groan, the snug pressure around my big cock almost killing me there and then, as I lock all my muscles in an effort not to explode inside of her. It's now that I realize I don't have a condom on, but fuck it. No way I'm pulling out. She's mine, whatever happens. I look down at her, feeling something sweet and powerful grip my heart when I see the frown on her beautiful face. Please, Link, go slow. I cup her chin and bring my lips down to hers. Don't worry, baby. I've got you. I'll never hurt you. She hisses and I patiently wait for her to adjust to my girth as I slowly bottom out inside her hot little cunt. Oh, you feel so damn good, little thing, I groan, fighting the unstoppable need that's urging me to pin her down and fuck her hard with everything that I have. You too, so good. Link, you can move now. I kiss her feeling her body relax under mine as I start to finally stroke inside of her. I try to control myself and give us the slow loving we deserve, but my entire being is mad with lust, and I can't stop myself from hammering my cock hard and fast into her over and over again. I feel her tight pussy clench and release around me, and I speed up my thrusts even more, as she moans my name, her ankles linking at my lower back. I'm fucking her so furiously, the headboard is slamming into the wall, and the entire bed is moving under us. My rhythm starts to stutter just as her body rushes toward ecstasy, and I follow right behind, my balls drawing up and my knees buckling as the best climax of my life careens through me. I drop down on her lush body with a roar, planting my cock deep inside of her one last time and holding it there as my seed jets out of me in a thick stream that takes my breath away and nearly stops my fucking heart. I gather her to me as we both come down from the high of our shared pleasure, and I smile when her small trembling hands reach my face, her fingers sifting through my beard. I don't care if it's too soon. I have to tell her something. Audrey, baby. She kisses my chest right over my heart. Hmm? I love you. She grins up at me, a beautiful rosy shade smattering over her cheeks. I love you too, Link. Chapter 10 Audrey I'm snuggled tight in the circle of Link's inked, powerful arms. We are breathing hard, and my body is still shaking. I feel the lazy caress of his big hands over my shoulders and lower back. 
and I slump a little more into him. I've never even imagined making love could make me feel like this. I'm happy and complete. He kisses the top of my head, and I feel his fingers slide up my neck and to my face. I never want to leave this bed. You truly are something else, my hard-headed beauty. I giggle at his nickname for me and burrow further into his muscular chest, my fingers tracing the intricate pattern of his tattoos. Believe you me, you big brute, you're not the only one who wants for this moment to never end. Our lips meet midway in a deep kiss. We really do end up spending most of the day in bed, cuddling, loving, and talking about his crazy situation in depth. It really is too insane to believe, and I can hardly wrap my head around the demands of his father and of what he calls the collective. I never would have guessed being a billionaire could be this much trouble. I reckon he loves his company as much as my sisters and I love our ranch, and in some way, even if I don't entirely approve of his methods, and I've told him as much. I can understand him and his friends being desperate enough to come up with their ridiculous plan. When he asks me to keep knowledge of Operation Outrageous Brides from my sisters, I'm not so sure I can. But then he tells me all about how his friends don't want to be judged for their wealth, and how telling the girls about this would muck up things between them. I have to agree, since my sisters really seem into these men, and Link has assured me they can be trusted, and will all eventually come clean. Coming to look for a wife and contrary of all places, I tease him, shaking my head. Lincoln shrugs and hugs me tighter. I think I got lucky. I smile at him from my comfortable place on his chest. You sure about that? You really think I'd be outrageous enough for the job? He nods without pause. Oh, yeah, baby. You'd be perfect. I have no doubts. I gasp, mock offended. Well, you could have at least pretended to think about it. No need. Want to know all the ways I'm sure you'd be offensive to them? I made a list. I roll my eyes at him. I really did. You have so many qualities that they would hate. How lovely. I glare up at him, and he chuckles. Very lovely, baby. Listen to me. You are real. You're responsible. You take shit from no one. And you take care of your family. You'd rather wear cowboy boots than stilettos. You're smart. You're independent. You're fun. You're passionate and you make me feel more alive than I've ever been in my life. Like I said, I'm positive they're going to loathe you. God, I can't believe this man. It's like he knows where the little switch in my heart is hidden and how to flip it at his will. One second I'm pissed at him, and the next I'm melting in a puddle. I want to tell him that no one's ever been so sweet to me and talked in such a loving way about me but my throat is constricting and my nose is burning while I blink back tears. So I do the next best thing. I kiss him. When I feel him growing hard against me as he deepens the kiss, I break it off. 
I want him again, but I need to ask him one thing first. Would you really stay in contrary and live in sin here with me? He grins down at me. Absolutely. So, you like it here? He scrunches his nose in disgust, looking too cute for words. Not really. I laugh. <laughs> then it's your lucky day, Mr. Polite, because I hate this one-horse dump and want to leave as much as you do. If it were up to me, I would never come down here and just stay up at the ranch all the time. He sighs in relief. Thank God. I smile, my fingers playing with the springy dark hair on his chest. Aren't you going to ask me properly? One of Link's eyebrows cocks up. Ask you what? I bite into my lower lip. To be your wedded wife. He chuckles. All right. Audrey Honeycomb, do you want to be my hard-headed wife? My eyes widen, and I sit up. What did you just say? He laughs. I punch his shoulder with all my might, and he pretends to be hurt for a moment, but his baby blues are still laughing. I pout. That's not funny. He cups my face in his big hands. It is. I scowl at him. And I'm not that stubborn. He grins. You so are. I'm about to retort that he so is an asshole when he stops me with a long, languid kiss that leaves me breathless. We gasp and pull apart. You would really do it, he asks after a while, his lips pressed against my temple. I look up at him. What? Marry a drop-dead gorgeous billionaire who loves me and was ready to lose it all for me? Yeah, I think I could manage that particular hardship. Link flashes me one of his little cocky grins, and I smile back as he rolls on top of me, flattening my breasts under his hard chest before his lips lock once more with my own. This has been To Be My Hard-Headed Wife by Amber Flint. Outrageous Brides and Undercover Billionaires Series Number 1. Read for you by Rock Angle. Welcome back. Hey, how about that last chapter? <laughs> so thank you guys for listening this week to Amber Flint, To Be My Hard-Headed Wife. I think up next week we've got an audio book that a friend is sending us. I can't remember which book it is. I <laughs> don't have it listed on the calendar, but I know we've got one that's coming up. It's a new one that we haven't played before, so be sure to listen to that and check it out, and we'll we'll have everything posted out by then. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, check out the new releases. Sign up for the newsletter. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Later. Bye. Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read 